They handed that DNL. Have we? Do we know what DNL means? I was thinking about that the other day, and I really want to find out. Come I on. I was thinking that too as I was driving by. Cause Doug, I, Doug and Lori's. Everybody knows that. <laughs> because I think the owners, their last name is Vasil. And what I'm thinking... It's Louie. It's two brothers. Yeah, one's... Dom. Dom and Louie, maybe. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> We're doing a podcast, Jack. Hey, how you one, doing? Say one thing, and then that's it. I like Jack, pizza. you're counting momentum right now. No, but <laughs> Oh, shucks. Shucks, pa. Sup, y'all? It's your boy, Horace. Chilling here with my boy, Roy. JP is gone. It's now the... Never to be seen it's again. It's now the Horse and Roy podcast. Uh, we have a special co-host, not guest. We don't do guests anymore. They are no. co-hosts. Co-hosts. Yeah. Ooh. Special guest co-host. Hi. Jeff says. My name's Jeff. He's a I friend, like, friend of the pud. I like meatballs. I just had meatballs. <laughs> he did. Were they homemade? They were not. Weggies? Frozen, yep. Weggies, but I made Weggies, makes, Weggies makes a pretty mean ball. Yeah, their ball game is on point. It's sick. I'd like, say they're ballers. They're like huge balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ballers. I wouldn't... I wouldn't. ones that are like... It sounds they're like larger than normal. It, it sounds weird when you said huge ballers. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I probably won't say ever again in my life. Ballers, the HBO show starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, yeah, I, I prefer a smaller meatball. I don't know. I just think it goes. They heat up better. They oh, yeah. go better on a sub. But what would you say these were the size of golf balls? Yes. That's pretty. These are pretty that's good That's about meatballs. the max I'd go. I think that's literally perf. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> These meatballs were delicious. Um, we put them on a uh, hot dog roll after they <laughs> were hot. slothering in some sensual sauce. What kind of sauce? Grandma's Pomodoro. Ooh, what's that? Wegmans brand. It okay. was an all Wegmans dinner. Uh, hey. You can't go wrong with that. And it no. was such a... You can't go wrong. It was how such a that, good... How good, does that uh, pair with the beer that we're slamming? This is the... We're um, guzzling the Warhorse Brewing Company Horses Stole My Beer Orange Cream Ale Milkshake IPA. It works. That we copped at DNL Truck Stop, the official beer supplier of the podcast. Please sponsor us and <laughs> give us free, free shit. Beer. Or free stuff. Free snacks. Excuse me, I shouldn't... I shouldn't be swearing. <laughs> it's actually a really smooth IPA. I I was kind of yeah. orange when I heard orange cream milkshake. I was like, Ugh. not like a citrusy burst. I thought it was going to be something not beer related at all. Yeah, it's very subtle. Now this now this goes on pretty smooth. And I've not, had two beers from this company, and all, only because of Joe, and only because of DNL. Oh, we don't need to do that right now. Um, they cowling me. And they're both... Uh, here, go take that in the other room, Jack. And both of them I've been very impressed with. Yeah. The other one was... Uh, what was the other one? Tricky Dick. <clears throat> Tricky Dick Stole My Beer, which was a tropical milkshake I- IPA. It had a I picture think I like that one better than this Richard one, to be honest Nixon, with you. the scumbag uh, criminal... Yeah. 
who we hope is rotting in hell. <laughs> but uh, he makes some great beer, yeah, I tell you. And you know what? It's like it's it's sweet, but it's not too sweet because we're sweet enough. That's right. right we are sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, you you really have a, a lot of hatred towards Richard Nixon. I do. Tricky Dick. He didn't do half the bad, half half stuff as bad as what we're going through right now. Well, he's, yeah, he's an angel compared to yeah. these guys nowadays. Oh yeah. He just I said, mean, "I he was, did it." Yeah. yeah. He well, he. It's just sort of like. He he kept he set the bar back in the seventies and then the bar just keeps getting moved oh, and for sure. Or, going at lower, the time at the time there was accountability at that office. Yeah. yeah. People so everybody, in your political party actually stood up to you when you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was like trust in institutions like the news and newspapers where mm-hmm. people believed it's a different world. Yeah. There's a lot more <clears throat> authenticity, we'll say, in like the realm of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Crazy Wait, too. so you're saying back then it, there was more authenticity? More. <clears throat> more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? People were accountable, responsible, yeah. and what's the other people use? Um, um, Integrity? No, were they. Uh, the band? Oh, <laughs> they were they were around that. What's I can't think of the word where. Uh, it's pretty crazy though how Forrest Gump caught him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> he was just trying to go to sleep, and like I think I think the lights are off in the room or something. They got flashlights and looking around. So here's here, here's something. Forrest Gump was from Greenbow, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So do you think that the we'll we'll, we'll call them. I guess the Black Lives Matter protesters, would they topple over a Forrest Gump statue? I don't think they would topple over a Forrest Gump statue because he wasn't a Confederate figure and he wasn't... But he's named after Nathan Bedford Forrest. <laughs> I on, mean... You're, you're reaching there. Yeah, son. that's kind of a stretch. <laughs> you st- whoever said you, that, he, that he helped Nixon caught I Nixon. started it. I get it. I get it. We're being irreverent. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Transparent is the word I'm looking. Transparent, okay. Where everything was like everything that they did back then, everybody had like uh, they had to show that it was like um, they were doing good. Yeah. Like show like you had to put your money where your or where your mouth is. People really. knew what you were doing. Yes. And all mm-hmm. your sources. Oh yeah. Stuff. We're being filmed right now. Oh, by, going live. Uh, the American Furious Bulldog, I believe. Yep. I don't know if we're live or Can what. You put me live on Instagram, Jeff. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, son. <laughs> IG. So people are about to get a preview of our show. Yeah, some inside baseball. I hope y'all like it. I like this new setup, and I like the new format. I do. Can Ooh. you can you explain it to the peeps out there in Radio Land? We are. We have abandoned the the traditional podcast studio. Which was cool. It was was too sterile, too intimidating with all the shit on the wall. Too forced. Like, it was too formal. Like, who do we think we are? Freaking Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. We're not interviewing people. Stephen Colbert. (laughs) Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Um, So, yeah, right now we're in my dining room of the undisclosed Undisclosed. place. Still undisclosed. Because we don't want any coppers coming down here. Yeah. But, um... 
Yeah, we're in my dining room. We got I got a picnic table for a table. This actually the picnic table actually works. I think it's yeah. a bet. It's more and conducive to us like a. It actually house. makes your house look like one of those like uh, from uh, from the village. That, that movie was sick. This this reminds me like I'm in a room at the village and here comes Joaquin all that. Joaquin Phoenix is about to walk. I mean Joel Quinn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was actually watching Nine News like a few weeks ago and there was a trivia thing about him and she was like Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry I don't follow any pop culture stuff. You but, must be living under a rock. But it's lady. weird because she was young. She was probably. Younger than me. He's not on TikTok. Julia he's, LeBlanc. He's, she's hot. <laughs> but Joaquin, I'll let you boy. Joaquin what Phoenix channel? is probably... Channel 9. He's probably like 46 Five. or something now. Yeah, but he was just in The Joker and all these... He's yeah. still pretty... He's pretty hot. Wrong. He's, he's pretty hot on these streets right now. The I Joker see. was fire. Really? Oh, my God. I haven't seen it. Oh. The Joker was, was good, actually. It was Joker good. was fire. I really like the Joker that was. So is that actually the prequel to the Joker? I or is that just say, a is that just someone's version? I of read the, it's supposed to be just like standalone. a stand a standalone. Okay. Story. Because stand alone. Stand alone. Ah, ah, I stand alone. God's Mac. <laughs> no, but it seems though, it could be, like the prequel to. Because it was set in a non-time era New York City. 1970s. Yeah, it seems so, like the 70s. But it, but it could have been could have been the 60s, too. But I mean, it, yeah, still. Yeah, it was weirdly nondescript. It could have been the early 80s. But it could have been how, like, the Joker started. But I think there's even, because I think it's a completely different story, because I could be wrong. <laughs> Comic book people, I know they're like, oh well, actually, in the DC universe, blah blah blah. <laughs> but I heard there's like another, like the actual comic book backstory to the Joker is completely different. Like he was like a scientist or something, or like a shrink, or some shit. Okay. I could be wrong because I know Harley Quinn was like his shrink. That's how that. Started. She's hot. She's hot. Okay, but the I would recommend watching that movie mm-hmm. because it's very. He does a really good job. Okay. It's a side of Joe Quinn that you. <laughs> Joe Quinn. Oh, it says it's set in nineteen eighty one. Okay. Okay. But I it was because eight early eighties and late seventies. It's like the same it's thing. It's like the same, especially with New York City shit. Um. Those Knickerbockers were pretty good <laughs> at the time. They were good, real good in the seventies. They had, uh, well, it was, I think it was 70 and 73, right? That's when they won. Yeah. They had Willis Reed, Dave DeBusher, Clyde Frazier, Moses Malone. Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley. Moses uh, Malone? Yeah. No, he wasn't on those teams. You mean... Uh, Earl the Pearl. Yeah. Pearl. Phil Jackson me. came yeah. off the Moses bench. Moses Malone played for the Sixers in the 80s. Oh. And Houston. I, I don't know a lot about basketball like you guys do, but... My one of my biggest takeaways from the Jordan documentary was I think Phil Jackson's sick. I don't fuck with Phil. I think he's overrated. I don't know. I I kind of liked his um his whole method. Phil Phil he was He seemed like a D-bag biff. He was a guy that was he won NBA titles in New York. So 
winning titles was, in Chicago he, was he nothing. Was coming off the bench, he wasn't really. But still, he was a bench player. <clears throat> he was a guy at that time. Where did he play at? North Dakota. North in, Dakota State in yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. So you Isn't have he to from be Montana or somewhere. So He's from Montana. So yeah. to come from that or area, North Dakota, one of those. To, to come from yeah. at that area and just be able to play in New York, that's like a, that's culturally like. Yeah, but he was like a hippie weed smoker. Hippie, yeah, but hippie guy, yeah. yeah, New York wasn't really that known for being the hippie capital. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but still, I see what you're saying. Mm. But he, I think in that documentary, he knew the coach. But if it wasn't for the assistant coach that ran the, are you talking about the Bulls? Yeah, that ran yeah. the triangle offense. Yeah, well, so the GM Jerry Krause, he fired. MJ's original coach, Doug Collins, because he didn't want to run the triangle offense. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why he hired Phil is because Phil said he would do the triangle offense. But I think Phil was... Which I still don't really understand. I've looked it up, and it's sort of like there's the three guys... It's pretty much... They're always in like a triangle, so there's ways to pass and to move one of the the things. One of the things when I played sports growing up that our coaches never really told us, but assumed that we knew... Is you have to move without the ball. Yeah. They never told us that. They said run a play, and then when our point of the play ended, we just stood just there. stand there, yeah. And they never took us aside and said, you just got to keep moving to get open. But with the triangle offense, everybody's moving. Always moving. But there's, there's a triangle. There's two guys everywhere. And then that, when that guy gets they the ball. They always have like a lane to pass. There's always a triangle yeah. of way to go around it even so they give it to that guy the other guys move to make a triangle and then it just rotates all around it's actually mm-hmm. pretty cool but i mean i never use but it but again too i think in basketball i think the coach is the most like overrated thing and i think the coach the co- the head they coach manage, yes. like the egos and stuff and i i get that with michael jordan you had to be able to Talk, talk to him and not upset him. Let's go. Let's go back to when LeBron played on the Heat, and they had that Eric guy, the tan guy, as the coach. Yeah. Do you think he actually said stuff but, in the timeouts? But Pat Riley was the GM. But he do was you think the guy that, who was really pulling all the strings? Do you think that Eric guy actually told the players what to do with like thirty no, he seconds? No, just threw him, threw him the ball. Yeah. All right, guys, great job. Give the ball to LeBron. Get yeah. out of the way. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's Dwayne Wade's turn. Yeah. Give him the ball. He's not open. Give it to Chris Bosh. Yeah. <laughs> then look for LeBron again. LeBron. I hope he wins another ring. I'm a big LeBron fan. I think now he cares more of what his image is after basketball. I'm, I think he's given up on basketball. He's I don't know. He's been on a tear this sport. this whole year. He's been on a mission. There's going to be an asterisk by the end of the season. I don't. I Does it really count? I no. think this is a tougher season to win than any other season. And I remember in like the '90s when there was like a uh, lockout in the Spurs one. There was only like 54 games and. Nobody's like, well, Tim Duncan has only really won four because remember that lockout year? Mm. True. I thought that too. Because uh, hockey's doing the same, about the same thing. I think it's going to be, I think this is way tougher to win in this kind of 
environment. You're in a bubble. You're away from all your family. You can't play in front of your home crowd, which gets you pumped up. And yeah, but, but it's also is the only one doing the bubble. But it's That's also smart. I thought hockey was too. Are they? Yeah, yeah. I think they're in hockey's, Canada. Hockey's in a bubble. Oh, I thought they were traveling. No, Baseball is yeah. traveling. Baseball yes. is gonna get except for Canada. Yeah, because the, the Blue Jays have to play in Buffalo, Buffalo which, which I is think sick. is sick. That makes me want, kind of want to root for the Blue the Jays. Buffalo Jays, <laughs> the BJs. I think I'm I think they are the Triple A team of the Blue Jays. Buffalo Bisons. Yeah, the mm. Bisons are. Yeah. Yeah, because Canada wouldn't let them play because they're like you're not playing in a bubble, you're not being. But it, but if you look at it too this way, um, of all the sports having the condensed season, all the players had like three, four, five months to solely concentrating on working out for this. So, like, the wear and tear of a full season is not on them. So this is sort of like... They got a nice little break. It's, it's kind of like the way the Olympics would be, in a way, where maybe you play awesome for eight games, and then he's the champion. I don't know. <laughs> they're saying, though, for definitely for... Baseball, it's going to be tougher because you don't have as many games to really get into your rhythm and get into the flow. But the team that can hit and health as healthy is going to win yeah. and pitch. I mean, come on. But I mean, the big monster is football. Yeah. If football season starts and they play the full sixteen games, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna change the landscape of the USA. You know, but we'll I see. I hope what they can. Football is such an institution in the fall; it'd be really weird if it doesn't happen. But it's. I mean, didn't they? Didn't the Big Ten for college? They the Big Ten and the Pac twelve. I don't think are playing. But yeah. the SEC. I'm and then uh, the SEC. U- University SEC and ACC are still on. I think the Big Twelve is still the, on. The Tar Heels, the UNC Tar Heels, just said today that uh, they're going all online. So now, like, their game against Syracuse in the Dome for football, I guess, is, like, up yeah. in arms. Jeopardy. Hmm. Yep. Damn. I just started getting I know, into I know the SEC is playing. That's, like. That's the big time. Right? That's, like, a billion-dollar. I, I would take. Alabama shit, right? I would take. Alabama, LSU. The top two Clemson, SEC teams. Right? Clemson's ACC. Oh, okay. I think the top two SEC teams could play in the NFL. Probably. Mm-hmm. That's how. Beat the that's how. Com- yeah, beat them or. Cool. Yeah. Well, Ari- Ari- Arizona's gonna be good. No, they've had really bad years. Arizona. So you think uh, Not, Tyler uh, Murray is gonna? Have he's got years? Larry Fitzgerald, and he got the guy from Houston went there. Uh, DeAndre is Josh Hopkins Rosen still there. No, Josh Rosen. He traded him. He went to the Dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, he was a real dud. Yeah. yeah, he is a dud. I remember a lot of people wanted him for the bill. A lot of people yeah. are. I I actually wanted, quote unquote, smart. Smart. Yeah, he is smart. He's smart, but that doesn't mean you're a good player. Yeah, he was the guy I thought would was the guy just because he was a quarterback at UCLA that played the Pac-12. You know, I didn't think it was Josh Allen because he played in Wyoming. Well, uh, part of the reason why the Bills picked Allen was because he played in cold weather and stuff and knew how to... And plus, he was a quarterback. Uh, His body and his throwing ability has surpassed everybody. And for 
Buffalo, you need a kind of player that's really gonna like be about Buffalo because it's. I mean, I look, love it. Look, look who they're two dude bleeds. But Buffalo. it's really hard look. to sell Buffalo to people, especially from a kid and from gray, California. And there's not really much. But if you going look at there. if you look at the team, McDermott, he. Uh, just signed a six-year extension this week, which is amazing. It's the first Dylan time. McDermott, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's the first time we've had a coach for more than three years since Marv Levy. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like there's a culture there. And look yeah. who the captains are on the team. Allen's the offensive captain. Tremaine Edmonds is the defensive captain. I love that, dude. So, I mean, those two are both first-round picks the same year, and this is going to be their what? third season yeah it's because the pagulas are actually building a culture of winning and i think they're willing to pay the money which the wilson family towards the end wasn't no the wilson he kind of ralph kind of lost touch at the end i think yeah, he i think sure. he had some people in power there that conned him and continued to stay in power like that russ brandon dude doug whaley who i despise really highly of um, but I mean, yeah, I Damn, think, son. I yeah. think, I think with the McDermott and Bean, um, changed around the atmosphere of like a team. Mr. And Bean. Yeah. Mr. Bean. The Pagulas. Mm-hmm. The Pagulas. Yo, his, his wife is hot. <laughs> She's hot. She's hot. I think her name is Kim. Yeah. Holla at your boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, Drop I, that zero. And get with the I think, zero. I think Kim's... You've had, ha- you've had the old bull. How about the young stallion? Yeah. <laughs> I think Kim Pagula's... I don't think she's 50 yet. She's like f- late 40s. That's hot. Probably a, close to a billionaire. Yeah, what are they yeah. own the Sabres, the Bills, and like the Rochester Americans or something like that? The um, one, one Buffalo's their thing. There's a lacrosse team that they own, too. That's, That's right. And plus, he made all his money oh. from hydro fracking. Fracking, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, in Pennsylvania. Mother fracker. He got all the net. fracked with our water. <laughs> but he made the bills great again. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, I think he helped support making the bills. Got to remember, they're the ones that hired Rex Ryan. The Pagulas yeah. did? Yeah. Really? So Re- had a good year with Rex Ryan, the first they, year. Well, what it was is. When they were hiring their coaches when they first took over, Tom Coughlin, you know who he is? The, the older guy? Coach for the Giants. Who right. runs the, he runs the Jaguars. The and all. Yeah. He came in, I guess, with like all these playbooks and everything and talking to the Pagulas, and apparently it was jargon to them. They had no idea what he was talking about, but he was talking football to them. Yeah. And they brought in another guy to do the same. Then here comes Rex. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah. We're going to win. Terry Kim. Oh, let's have another here. shot. Yeah. Hey, all right. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm going to bring him. And they're like, he's our guy. And then he he's was like, brought, brought to you by Duntire. Top friendly market. He's our guy. He's Rex Ryan. Oh, my God. We're going to win. He's the coolest coach yeah. ever. And then they realized that, look, he just drafted. He didn't set up a team. He just, he just drafted Good guys at their position, and all his guys are gone now. Shaq Lawson was the last guy he drafted. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you guys ever see the guy who replaced um, Tom Coughlin in New York? Zimmer? Back. looked like a patio file. <laughs> I forgot his name. Mike Zimmer? No, it was like Jim something. I'm going to look him up right now. Yeah. This dude looked Sorry. like a... 
Jim a card carrying uh, pedophile. Oh, I. Oh, yeah. Did he have the mustache? Yeah. Ben yeah. McAdoo. Yeah, McAdoo. Or I don't know if it's Ben McAdoo. I'm gonna look up McAdoo. Yeah. Jim Smith. <laughs> oh yeah, Ben McAdoo. Yeah, football better. And now they got uh, Jason Garrett, former coach of the the he Cowboys. He went to the Giants. Yeah, my dad, who's a lifelong New York football. He went to Giants the Giants. Fans. He's like, I will never root for the Giants ever again. <laughs> Jason yeah, Garrett. Like Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's like a lifelong Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. Who like the Giants and Cowboys, that rivalry goes back to when the teams like the sixties, you know? Yeah. For sure. Like when Frank Gifford was the quarterback and yeah. Roger Staubach. for the Gipper. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Staubach. Yeah. And, Kathy uh, Lee's husband? Uh, that is Kathy Lee's husband, actually. Who was the coach? Tom Landry. Tom Landry, that hat. Uh-huh. That, the long, like, coat, right? The he looked like coat. he looked like Dick Tracy. Yeah. There's a fruit fly in here. It's attracted to our delicious beer. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. loving it. It's weird. I'm not getting the... I'm not getting the orange flavor, but I get like a little, I get that little cream. That's mm-hmm. how I get that little cream in the back of my throat. That's what yeah. we like to see. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Keep it up. So, uh-huh. Jeff, have you been uh, sipping on any other craft beers around town? You got any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I went on to a... Good or bad. Don't be afraid to voice your I've, opinion. Since uh, stuff started opening up with after the, the during this pandemic, we'll call right. it. Um, I've went to uh, the Thirsty Pug because I I walked to downtown Auburn, and that's like the first that's spot. The first stop. That's the first stop on my walk. From where you live in an undisclosed yeah so location. Don't so Google I st- map them. so I stopped there, and then it turns into oh I had five beers. What's the point of leaving? And I just okay. keep going. So I've been there, Thirsty Pug. I've been to Prison City a couple times. That's my favorite. I went to AT Wally's a couple times. AT's Folly? Because AT Wally's is the, right at the moment, was the latest bar open in town. They're open yeah. at 10 p.m. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Guardian. Oh, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys want to go. Um, Swabby's open. Swabby's is open on Thursday. Tomorrow, or, yeah, Thursday. Uh, they're going to be open um, every day except Sundays from 4 to 10. And I got Friday off. So if anyone wants to. Have some Aaron's char-grilled wings with your boy. I go back to work on um, that night. Sad. Yep, sad. Unfair, rigged. <laughs> Missing swabbies. But no, I haven't really. I've had I've been drinking a, a Thin Man. I had another double IPA there. Um, pretty much that's all I've really gone out. You can't really go out, really. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I've um, I've actually been to um, picking up food at places. Yeah, so have I. I've went to um, the Moon Dance out in Frank's. Frank's Moon Dance. Yeah, I heard they have really good what wings. It's on Route Twenty. Oh yeah, Skinnedles. I got it. Oh, wow. I went there for a steak one time. It was really good. Yeah, was ste- huh. They have different menu nights. Like, yeah, it's uh, like a uh, biker bar. Oh, sick. Yeah. Uh, it's more like a towny bar, like if you're around that area. Mm-hmm. But I mean, one and the same. Historically, it's been known as like a biker, biker spot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, uh, 
It's a lot of people from uh, Spafford. Because mm. I used to work with a lot of people from Spafford at Welch Fallon. And that was their spot. Hmm. They it's would actually all go the, to Frank's. The food is really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Food's really good. Yeah, sometimes those dive bars surprise you with the food. You got to know somebody who's gone before. and Oh, it's one of those bars where the locals like no, no, dog No, well, they'll tell you like where to go so you don't just go into this. Oh, I heard you got good food. All we have is bags of chips. Yeah, you know? yeah. Keep, keep it moving, partner. Today's special, hot dogs and crinkle cut french fries. <laughs> Boiled hot dogs. I, I love my crinkle cut fries. They get more crisp on them. But yeah. things are going to start to open back up, hopefully. Oh, God, I hope so, man. It's getting mm-hmm. old. Jack can't wait to go to an amusement the park. The American Furious Bulldog yes. wants to go to an amusement park. So do I. He needs to go now. So, <laughs> Governor Cuomo, if you are listening right now, please open, open up, up amusement parks where the American Furious Bulldog will get furious. We can, we can have our own amusement park here. We can, very scary. we can have our own amusement park. Let's just open the window and put a, a mat on the ground outside and throw these guys through the window. You know? <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fun. Jump off the, jump off the front porch. You know that's a, that's a good game. Classic fun. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville style. One of the greatest games at the amusement park is clean your bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's the best game. Yeah. Put your toys away. Also, eat your, eat your vegetables and go to bed at a reasonable hour, please. <laughs> that's the best game. And get off that Facebook. I haven't had any. Uh, Good craft beer lately, but I've really been enjoying the uh, Bush Light Apple. Actually, Bush Latte. Bush Latte. I had a Bush Light Apple, and I thought I thought it was gonna be really gross, but it actually tasted. Doesn't taste like a cider. It tastes like apple beer. It's fire, and I was like really surprised. I didn't. It's actually good. Yeah, everybody was like, "Is it like a cider?" I'm like, "No, No. it's an apple flavor." Is it like a spritzer? And I can't say that it tastes like this, but it's what I imagine that red apple ale to taste like, mm. which I never tried. I don't think I've ever had. I, I don't even know if they still make it. That I was like mm. one of the. I things think the hard cider craze just kind of fell off. Cider died. I think like the lime seltzer died. Seltzer took over the cider. Oh game. yeah. Well, remember like a couple of years ago when it was all about lime maritas? Yeah. And like mango Rita and all those. They're in that little small can because it was like nine yep. percent or whatever, and people were just pounding them. Honestly, I had the Bud Light Seltzer. That's really good. I think that's the best one. Hard seltzer is sick. Oh yeah! Now American we're talking. Bulldogs having a Coca Cola right now. With the An American classic. Yeah, the, the American boys. Furious Bulldog. That's his favorite uh, soft beverage. Might want to set that up on the table, Jack. I mean, Bulldog. <laughs> American Furious Bulldog. <laughs> yeah, but the... Uh, I feel like um, I jumped the gun with like the fall thing. Because that's a fall thing. Yeah, and we, we were planning on uh, talking about this. The Jenny Beer Ruby Red Kolsch. Oh. They've pulled it from the shelves already. It's still prime summertime. In my day, it was summer. And they summer, got the Oktoberfest out already. I have a case of an open Ruby Red Kolsch in my apartment. Can I have Please. it? S-O-B. 
That's that's my favorite beer. It is. It's so good. It might be my favorite beer. It's that not, if, if that is a beer like when it's like ninety five out yeah. and humid, you could do six of them in ten minutes, and you're like, "What just happened? <laughs> if where am I? If you <laughs> am I sweating? Go by price point, logo, and taste pound for pound. It's probably the best beer out there. Yeah. Yeah. I only drink beer because of the logo. I don't like the taste. You know what we need to do? But that ha- that does have something to do with it. It makes it taste better if it's got a cool-looking thing on the can. And I whoever think. at Genesee is doing their, like, graphic design, they know. Yeah, it's this, it's this great, like, 1960s Wes Anderson, but not being pretentious yeah. thing. It's cool. To any of our listeners not from the central New York region, check out the Genesee... Beer cans. Logos. Look up Genesee Beer and then check Classic. out the cans. G-E-N-E-S-E-E. Genesee. I think they they changed the cream ale one to make it like it was a f- like probably 10 years ago instead of... Remember when they came out with like the green can and it looked like something from a, like a farm? Yeah. My favorite... I think they went to the one before <clears throat> that. My favorite yeah. Jenny was always the 12 horse ale. That 12 horse good. is good. You gotta try the Schwarz beer. Excuse me. <laughs> you heard me. Schwarz. Schwarz beer. Yeah. Schwartz, I'm saying it as Schwartz our beer. friend Brian Bushke would say it. Yeah. Bushke. Yeah. Schwarz so, beer. Schwarz beer. <clears throat> That's another thing. Schwarz beer. He was my favorite. He's my favorite skier in the '82. The Olympics. American Furious Bulldog Bushke's has something to not say. not available right now. I wrestled him in a pool. He's sleeping. What? Oh. You put him to sleep? You put him in a sleeper hole? Okay. Shots fired. What's good, Bushkey? Where are you at, but, Bushkey? Um, I just got to say some shouts out to him. Yep. He's our boy. But, so he's my dad's neighbor, and my dad refuses to learn how to say his name right. <laughs> and my dad and my stepmom constantly refer to him as Bushkey. And I'm like, no, it's Busky. <laughs> Bushkey! So, shouts out to Bushkey. If you didn't notice, on Fort Jericho, there's a sweet corn sign. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the Schwarz beer or Schwartz beer yeah. is probably my favorite of the seasonal Genesis. The Oktoberfest is good. Uh, Ruby Red Colch is definitely number one. Jenny though. Bach, though? Actually... I when they do when they do that uh the the brewmaster series they do a salted caramel porter that sounds Ooh, really good that's really good it comes only in a six pack but that's really good mm. yeah they're, they're they're able like i don't know who their marketing people are but they're they're able to walk that fine line between class and trash like they still make sure. the trash beer. They make like the uh, Jenny creams and like the Jenny rags and like the Jenny lights. Yeah. Which my brother Mel went to his undergrad in Brockport and in Western New York. Jenny lights. That's like the Keystone Light. Is it really? You know what I mean? And, but they about also make these like Brewmaster series craft beers. So they got the best of both worlds. I think. That's hot. <clears throat> We should do a tour of the Genesee Brewery. Oh, I've, be I've been to the, <clears throat> their brew house for food. I haven't had the tour. Huh. But, yeah, I'd but, like to do that. But the food was really good. I wouldn't mm. mind going to the Saranac Brewery, too. 
I've been there. That was actually, we were there, but they, the tap room was closed. But uh, what about the faff room? <laughs> yeah, never closed. Yeah, yeah, it never does. But no, uh, they were at the time they were making the pumpkin, pumpkin ale they do, yeah. and so all you could smell was pumpkins the whole time. Hmm. And I was like, oh, they must just use a a powder mix for the pumpkin, for and the whole. Pumpkin no, they they pureed use b- buckets of pureed pumpkin for it. Really? Huh? Mm-hmm. That makes me think a little differently. <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was basic gonna... white women flocked like the salmon, <laughs> the salmon of, of Capistrano. Capistrano. <laughs> <laughs> I just love spooky things, pumpkin spice and pho <laughs> and pizza. <laughs> Feed me tacos and tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> I still don't understand that, but. If I any don't know. female listeners, um, all the, the one or two of you, I, I, like actually, I like to make fun of them, but something also intrigues me about basic mm. white uh, women. I don't know why. Mm. You know? I think it's also cool, but I like to make fun of it. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, not all women like pumpkin spice flavor. No, we're talking about basic whites. <laughs> A basic white women? Yeah. They're. A pumpkin. They're either. The re- what I've gathered is they're really busy and they work like two or three jobs, the basic white. Or no, that's not what we're talking say, about. What, what whites are you talking what are you, about? What whites are you talking about? I mean, the ones you see it in line for Simparos getting the, the spooky drinks. Oh, those the are. Pumpkin spice and the, the lattes. They and got like that. a really big scar. They got the big scar. Those aren't basic white chicks. Yeah. That's, no, they're that, not. That is, that is the term that is just like a basic white girl. <laughs> oh, do they have Uggs on? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know if Uggs are really cool. Uggs are cool. I don't know. Call in. Yeah. Basic white know. women. I know there's so many of you want to uh, <laughs> yeah. listen to us. They love the podcast. You know? I don't know, pumpkin beer, I remember, like, honestly, it was, like, around the time that I started drinking, that became a thing. That was the big thing, because you had the dog shithead. The dog shithead pumpkin, pumpkin ale. You had really the pumpkin king was, like, the huge thing. Mm-hmm. But now they're kind of a dime a dozen. And I don't know. I mean, every year when it gets fall, I I feel like trying one or getting getting some. I do like them, but I don't know. I don't know which one is my my go to anymore. Yeah, it um, used to be Doctor Shed. The thing the thing now to me is the fall doesn't last long enough like it used to. As soon Climate as it get, as soon as it gets to the fall, it turns right into winter. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no month and a half of cold weather of sweatshirts and jeans. It like goes from summer, two weeks of fall, and then winter. Do you think the bubble will burst on fall being the cool season to like? Do you think its days are numbered? Because mm. right now, if you it ask comes most people, <clears throat> they'd be like, oh, I just love fall. It comes in cycles. Yeah. So what do you think the next cool season will be? I don't think any of them, any of the other ones, at least in the northeast of the United <clears throat> States, are cool. Pretty much other than this, summer. This mm-hmm. summer has been one of the hottest on records. So what that means is... It's going to be a cold-ass winter. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, I've never known. Like, Will it be cold as life? No. <laughs> It'll be cold as uh, cold as ice. 
willing to sacrifice our love. <laughs> Damn, Jeff. Mm-hmm. They always say that, like, oh, it's a super dry summer, so it's going to be a. Do you know really who's always? Winter. Do you know who's like, always never, right? The farmers all Farm- there. For real, I swear to God, I I I've make I make fun of it all the time. It's like they can't be real again, and uh, <clears throat> they're always right on. Really? Mm-hmm. That's odd. I'll have to pick up this year's Farmer's Almanac at my local white Wedgman's. No, just look for it online. Oh, good call. Screw that. I just type in down. Winter Prediction Farmer's Almanac, and they'll be like... Farmers only. And they'll be like, there's okay. a great disturbance in the force. <laughs> a young Jedi. Named Jeff Cesar. No, he would actually be a set. <clears throat> Me? No, I'd be more. Cesar would be like Jeff Vader. I'd be more. Like Jeff. Uh, I don't know. What's a cool Jedi name? I'd be a legit scrap metal Jeff pilot. Windu. That, oh. <laughs> I'd be. Works. I'd be like a legit. Uh, you know, like a, like a legit. Uh, um, cargo hauler guy with a big ass ship and I just party on my cargo ship from planet to planet. Yeah, you'd sort of be like a Lando <coughs> Calrissian type. No, he was a he was a scumbag. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Ladies loved how, him. How was he a scumbag? He double crossed Han. No, he didn't. Darth Vader showed up to the Cloud City and put a gun to his head and said, you need to set up your friend or you're both going to die. And Lando devised a sick plan to save his friend. And he saved him. You yeah, done he the loves same a thing. delicious Colt 45. Yeah, and he sponsored Colt 45. And he was in one of your favorite movies, Nighthawks, with Rutger Hauer and Sylvester Stallone, which I just bought on DVD. Nice. Wolfgar. That movie's awesome. <laughs> and it's raw. That's, yeah, that's what they based the awesome. Cage and Camutau record on. Yeah, and they were talking amazing. about terrorism in like the early '80s. Terrorism like they, it foreshadowed like everything that happened. Terrorism's been around for a while. Yeah, but not like how it turned into after the post 9/11 world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Billy D. Williams, we speak your name. Yeah, we do. Call in, please. Call in. He was in Bingo Long's Traveling All-Star Circus, too. It's a story about the Negro Leagues, which turned, okay. a, which turned 100 this week. Yeah, huh. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what's up. A lot of people are upset because they only let black people play in the Negro Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> but As we all know, Jeff is being facetious. Black <clears throat> people had to start their <clears throat> own sports leagues because the whites wouldn't let them join. Um, like a certain amount of irreverence. It was probably because they were too good. Because well, if you look at the Negro League guys, yeah. they were the best. They were legendary. Yeah. Just hearing stories of and those that's, guys. That's one of the things, and I've heard this hot take, and I subscribe to it. I think people like Babe Ruth should have an asterisk next to their name. Why? Because they didn't have to play with, with the best players. Babe Ruth was twice as good as anybody his era. Yeah, but he didn't. They, he didn't play against black baseball. Yeah, I'd like to see that. But he Players. was two times better than anybody in his peers. That we know. But Josh Gibson hit like 926 home runs. So was, did Sadahura O. Oh. And was playing against better pitchers. The guy in Japan oh. hit 902. So. No, uh, Babe Ruth was twice as good as anybody in that era. I don't know. Look at the home runs. 
He hit six. The if year he, he was hit so si- good, why did he only play against whites? I got a baseball signed by Babe Ruth. Yeah. And also, Some girl I, I watched the Ken Burns documentary on baseball, and he benefited greatly because that was when they changed into the quote-unquote live ball era because they used to be the dead ball era. You would play with the same ball for the whole game. Oh. So it was, you, all, mangled. It was all mangled, and they'd rub sandpaper Mud. on it and spit on it. So you couldn't really get hits or home runs or anything. And then some dude got beaned, and he like he like he got killed. So they changed the rule: if the, the ball got hit or it got dirt on it, they would have to use a new ball. Hmm. So Babe Ruth and all these power hitters, it actually kind of saved the game because it was so boring. You would like bunt, and like it was well, a, yeah. Because if you look at the year Babe Ruth hit sixty home runs, yeah. the closest person had ten. Yeah. So I mean, that's how good he was. He was. He was just taking he was such, of the live ball. He era. was such a good pitcher that they had to make him hit. How fun was the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa era? That was really fun. Actually, oh my God, that was the best time of I can ever remember watching baseball, and I was a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Bring steroids back. Bring them back. Honestly, oh my God, that was like a <clears> national <throat> news story. Well, did Mark, you see the thirty for thirty on that? Uh, it was like ago. long gone summer or something. Ken Griffey was actually. They were picking him to do that that year, and then he just had an off year, and then it was no. Mark what it was, Ken, Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey so was supposed to be. Ken Griffey was on pace to be beat Hank Aaron, but he got hurt. Oh, no, you mean Roger Maris? Maris yeah. No, but he was. At no, year. we're talking about the season where oh, Mark okay. McGuire and uh, <clears throat> yeah. Sammy Sosa beat Roger Maris. But a lot of people don't remember. I never thought Mark McGuire was on steroids because his rookie year he hit 49. But yeah, he but was, look though. at his size. Yeah. But it's weird. There's like yeah, some but he, but, but like if you look, he, area, though. But if you look at him compared to Bonds, Bonds got beefed up. Mark McGuire looked like he just lifted weights. So they all did it. Arm, yeah. They all did it, and I'm cool with it. But there's some kind of like legal loophole because technically when they did it it wasn't illegal in the league it was illegal in america but not in baseball so those guys will never get to the hall of fame and they even touch on it in the documentary it's like i mean you get these baseball purists and stuff they even think that Roger Maris's record isn't a true record. He was probably because on the games they added. They games. played more games. They oh. added. So oh. I think they played Ruth. They played like 140, 150 something games. Uh, it was one fifty four. Yeah, and, and when Roger Maris did, Roger did it, they made it to one sixty second last yeah. game. Yeah, is when he beat it. So they so added eight like games. Eight, it took him eight more games to get that one home run. Well, what is it now? Like one fifty? One sixty two. What was it then? One fifty four. And they changed it in 1961, the year Roger did it. Oh, so it's not a huge difference, right? Well, it was not eight, really. It took him eight but more still, games. Still, that many to more games is enough to. But if you look at, I think it's still <clears throat> a good record. But there was people yeah. who still, to this day, are like Babe Ruth has the record because blah blah blah. But what a lot of people don't realize is back then, there was 14 or 16 major league teams. So everybody on each team was amazingly yeah, talented. True. That's so another thing. Like even even like the old NBA when they only had like eighteen teams. Oh, yeah. I never no thought about like that. Disrespect to Bill Russell and Bob uh, Cousy. 
koozie. But when they're like, oh, they won 11 titles, there was like eight teams in the league at the time. Hmm. No, there was... There was, sure six, there, was there was six. Jake, there was sixteen. There was sixteen. What year? It would be like the Bill Russell era. So it'd be like the fifties and the sixties. But everybody complains that they were they were uh, they didn't play against. But look at the Lakers. Uh, they had Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Wilt Chamberlain. They didn't have Wilt Chamberlain for that long, though. They had him for a lot of those Celtics <clears throat> games because he was playing for the Sixers, mm-hmm. wasn't he? There was eleven teams in the nineteen fifty to fifty one season. How about sixties? That's still less than thirty that we got now. Yeah. A shit ton left. And like mm-hmm. now, <clears throat> I think it's harder because there's, there's eight teams in the sixties NBA. It got less. So eight teams in each league? Eight teams eight total. Teams, period. Bill Russell was the season MVP for Boston. In 1960? So, uh, they, so they had eight teams. Yeah, so, the 60 to 61. So, like, so everybody who played had to be good. Oh, fuck yeah. Or like the league wasn't, the sport really wasn't that big yet. I think the league now is weak. I'm trying I think to get the league back now is it. probably the strongest it's been since I remember. I'm trying no. to get at least back in terms of like balance of power because there's no real super teams anymore. You've got the dynamic duos. There's no super teams. We're talking about three or more. What about Golden State? Where have you been? Kevin Durant went to the Brooklyn Nets, so he's gone. Clay Thompson's hurt. Steph Curry's hurt. How many how many titles they win in a row? Uh, they've won. They won three in the last five years. But oh, but that's not a super team. I said this year. There's oh, no super teams this year. Oh, this is a this is a year that's gonna have an asterisk. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. They play what eight games and they go to the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I think there was eight games in the bubble, but I think but they played a half a season before that. And I'm saying, in my opinion, I think it's more difficult to win in a condensed season than it is to win in a long, drawn-out season. Because the more games you play, the best team is always going to win. You know how many players there were in 1955, 1956? 100. 92. In 02 and 03 season, 462. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's why they get paid so much, because there's not that many guys on the team. That's freaking nuts. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I think this is gonna be a tougher thing to win. I just uh, it's like it's the like more when, games you play. It's like when you have NBA Live on your PlayStation, okay, and you can choose a full season or just a playoff season. And this is what this is, the yeah, playoff season. Football, what makes football so special is that there's so few games, the best team doesn't always win. You could have yeah. a bad stretch. You trust me, a, you trust me, team. I know. Yeah, you could have I'm a, a Bills team, fan. <laughs> and you could have this little streak where you lose two games or you have an off off night and your whole season's over. That's, That's like college, every loss. Baseball, there's more games, so it's like the best team always wins. That's how it is in any sport. Not, I mean, baseball, not really, because the like, – Football, you can have an off night in the playoffs and your whole season's over, but baseball, it's seven games. Basketball, it's seven games. Yeah, like NHL, seven games. So, so it's a series. the best team will always win. But in football, you can get lucky and you can go on a magical run. Well, not everybody 
gets hit like in football, where you can only play once a week because yeah, of that. But I'm saying that's what makes it like a magical thing, because the best team doesn't always win. Or something you could compare it to the uh, March Madness. Actually, the March Madness is the coolest because there's upsets galore. Yeah, exactly. Best team doesn't so, always win. So it's I more exciting. College basketball in my life. What's that? I said I kind of ditched college basketball in my life. I think the one and done rule kind of messed it up, and I think it's not fun anymore. Like it used to be. I personally think they should get paid, and at the very least, I think they should be able to at least make money off of their name and their uh, likeness. Then they like, should pay for school. What's that? Then they should pay for school. Yeah, but that's a, that's like a joke because these schools they're not giving them a scholarship to learn. They're giving them a scholarship to play sports. And then if you take the amount of money that they're raising for the school by playing this sport, a $25,000 scholarship, that's a fraction of then they shouldn't get a what degree. they're making. That, yeah, then they should take that twenty five. They should get a certificate. Pay or pay them or say you don't even it's have to go to school. You're a representative of the school. Yeah, true. You know, because it's a joke. In uh, North Carolina... They had this sham course where these guys would basically show up and they would get an A. Right. So they're not really learning. If, if no. they do actually you know, cared, do you know if what they, they were actually getting student athletes, then okay, yeah, but it's not. It's, it's a whole a, joke. It's a big, yeah, it's a, put on. When yeah. it comes, it depends what sport and it depends on the individual. Well, I'm talking about the money-making sports. Like yeah. football, football and a big team and a big school. They're if they're going to do a one and done, I could see them getting paid. And then, but they don't get a degree out of it. But they should also pay tuition. I think they should be able to go out of high school, and I think that the school should be paying them because you're making money for the school, and you should at least be able to, like, so if I get a scholarship to play for uh, Syracuse, I wouldn't even be able to get a job washing dishes at a restaurant. I wouldn't be able to give a kid private lessons to learn how to play the sport. Music majors who are on like a scholarship can teach private music uh, lessons. A business major can start his own business and make make money and be on like a scholarship. So why can't these guys who play sports make money off of what they're supposed to be doing? But they're also getting. Uh, that's a great point. They're also getting the music majors also getting room and board and a scholarship. So why can they make money? But they're also they're getting br- actually bringing legit and they're bringing more money school. to the school if you want to look at it in that in that way. They're more than paying they for are. their education. Yeah. But then it shouldn't be an accredited university because that's sort of like... That, that is kind of like That a, defeats the whole scholastic we purism. We know they're not really going to class. Then, I, I knew people that actually got scholarships at Syracuse. Of, like know what their said, major was? Be a representative do, you know what their, school. do you know what their major was? Health and exercise science. Yeah, it's always well, something Well, that like can that. be a real Sports thing. Sports nutrition yeah. or something like that. But it's usually something. So, or, or, or maybe the NFL and the NBA should stop using the college system as a farm system for their own players and just make their own. They do. They have the D League. Minor leagues. Well, they have the G League now, but it's really not as strong as it should be. I, I disagree that the players should get paid in college. Um, they're already getting a free walk with tuition with the way tuition is skyrocketing now. So, but why can't they earn like a living? Why can't they sell their likeness? Why can't they do a commercial for Jane Fox? Why Um, can't they make money like every other college student can? I think they should because how few of them actually make it to a high paying job in the league. 
But I mean, they're getting a seventy thousand dollar a year. The business getting a scholarship and they start their own uh, business. What's the difference? The business major is not on TV. That's the fringe benefit that they're getting on so TV. So they're being on television is akin to making money. But I mean, they're. It just seems like they're getting. They're getting more benefits than people are actually looking at as like uh, beneficial to their future. I just don't see why they can't make a living. They kind of are. No, they're not. Food they're room, room and board and they're playing a sport. And they can't even, if they even wanted to work a job, they can't even work a job. But they're full-time students and athletes. Full-time students work too. Okay, but they're they have to train and also all that stuff. I mean, there's people who are full-time students that are parents and who work full-time and it just seems the rules that the NCAA has enforced over the last couple of years, they should let them actually get jobs on campus. But when it comes to like car dealership and stuff like that, that's or put, or put their, that's uh, pro level stuff. No, it's not. Yeah, that is. I mean, I'm playing not? in college and I get sponsored by Gatorade. Why not? Like, it's it defeats the, I think the whole way of building your way up into it, paying your dues. I mean, how like how else do you pay your dues? By earning it. Why can't they earn money? They, they're earning an education for free. But why can literally every other scholarship student earn money except people who play sports? They shouldn't get paid. They should be able to do the way you're looking at jobs. They should be able to do work-study jobs. But... Literally every other scholarship student could start a business, could give private lessons, could earn money. Why can't athletes? Why are they different? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good point. But the way I, I see it is... Like is really, I don't know if there's any... But the way I just, see it is, though, how come the business people don't have their sp- specific frat house? Or the athletes do. And what do you mean? There's, I know a guy who did the meal prep for all the basketball players at Syracuse. So those guys, they get their meals and everything done for them, and they, they live in pretty lavish places. So, so I, don't think they, I don't think they have enough time and energy to get a job. Well, they... Wouldn't I mean, I think they would like to, and I think, hey, come put your face on a shirt, we'll take your picture, and we'll sell it, and you can make... But do you think... see how a, a... Well, in college, they don't put your name on the shirt, right? They do. They, they can't sell it with your name on it. Right, so... But if they but, can sell it with, say, but there's also three, let's pretend Jeff Sesniak is number three for Syracuse University... They can sell number three, and or everyone who's buying it knows it's the Jeff says. Thirty-five bucks. Thirty-five but bucks times, and you're seeing none, of, you none see of that. None. But they're not making money now. But how much do you think those guys who come play on Bayheim's army get paid? 
They, or, don't, they only get paid if they win the tournament, which they haven't. But won. who pays for their? Who like, pays for them? A place for them to stay? I don't know where that money comes. And comes how from. you tell me, Derek Coleman pays tickets to sit behind the basket every game? I don't know. I but think I, don't know I, if that's and, of a perk. I think that's. Only, but I think there's other perks like than getting paid. Of, uh, college athletes make it pro, and then that, then that one percent that actually make it pro. You you're lucky if you're in the league for like half a season. Yeah, like what if I'm Joe Horsford and I played for the Syracuse Orange in 20, 2007 and eight. But you I ha- didn't make it to the pros. At least you could make some money but when you were in college. But you also there. have a Syracuse degree, which Syracuse alumni Not only time, only hire Syracuse alumni. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's nice for the guys. To so get there some is because there is unwritten rules some too. Some make it to the league and some are done. Most are done. But I don't know. I, I think guess it's just like it's just one of those things where it's like. Would you? Why would you want to pay a guy in college who's only there for a year? Because they're good and they're making money for the school and they're providing you with sports entertainment and I think people should be paid for the services that they provide. Okay. But um, we're kind of, we're going over time here, but we're gonna have to agree to. Uh, disagree but it's great to have a discussion we like it we're very uh passionate and we still remain friends we're gonna beat up jeff after the recording (laughs) you guys aren't coming close i'm beating you up (laughs) so uh, all right y'all peace later